It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Philip Rossman-Reich of Locked On Magic, and we are all in on Markel Fultz. Less than two weeks to go before the opening of training camp. And happy birthday to Aaron Gordon and Steve Clifford. Let's start the show. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 17th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll have part two of my conversation with Adam Papagiorgio. We talk about the Magic's upcoming season as we're now officially two weeks away from the beginning of training camp. September 30th is media day. October 1st is the opening of training camp. So exactly two weeks from today. But before we get to that, there was a bit of news that we do need to discuss as the Magic pick up the rookie options on Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, and Mo Bamba. I'll tell you what the, the implications of those are here coming up in just a bit. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast coming the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast for every team in the NBA. So no matter who you're interested in learning about or studying up on, you can find a local expert who knows their team best, covering and talking about the team just like we do here on Locked On Magic. Plus, with NFL season in full swing, you can check out our Locked On NFL podcast. I know there's some news for the Giants-Bucks game that you might want to get in on, um, as well as, of course, MLB and colleges too. And of course, we have our national podcast, Locked On NBA and Locked On Fantasy Basketball. You can find all these great podcasts wherever you download podcasts or search for Locked On and the team you are looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. 
picking up rookie options is largely a procedural move. You draft a player in the first round if they're halfway decent, if they're you know showing that they can hold their own on an NBA court, you pick up that option. It's rookie contracts are, are discount deals, essentially, and you're not going to give that away so easily. So, no surprise that the Magic picked up the rookie options for the 2021 season for Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba. Jonathan Isaac, obviously, has shown that he's a starter, has, has played, been a starter for the Magic now for pretty much the last two years, and for both years of his career. And there's obviously high hopes for what he can bring. We'll talk about Isaac a little bit later on this week as our Player Outlook series will pick back up uh, on our next episode of Locked on Magic. Mo Bamba had a, you know, rough rookie year, but he looked like he could hold his own on his court. Looked like a rookie nonetheless, but looked like he could hold his own on the court. And so there was, of course, no qualms about giving him, uh, uh, picking up the third-year option on his team. I mean, first-round first round picks get uh, two guaranteed years then a third option on the third and fourth year, and then they become restricted free agents. So Isaac is due to become a restricted free agent in 2021. And while I think that it was obvious, and it is the right thing for the Magic to do to pick up Markel Fultz's option for the 2021 season, I must admit, I am a little surprised they announced it this early, this far ahead of training camp. You know, maybe you just do it all in one fell swoop, and if what if you're going to do it anyway, you might as well do it. But committing to Markel Fultz beyond this year, maybe, kind of, might say something. We do not know still what Markel Fultz's status is. I think people who are reading into picking up this option to say, oh, the Magic must believe that Markel Fultz is ready to play or is, is going to be a player this year already for training camp. I, I, I'm not, I wouldn't take that leap. I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I don't think that this is any signal of Fultz's status or Fultz's uh, uh, progress. We still, bottom line is, the Magic still are not putting any timelines on his return. Um, they only said in, in a press release that they are happy with the progress that he has made, along with Isaac and Bamba, obviously, uh, and they're com- and they want to see their contract through. And of course, I think that's perfectly legitimate and perfectly reasonable. Um, you know, and, and in fact, even if Fultz isn't is months away from getting back on the court, I think keeping Fultz is the right move. As if you believe that he will get to the court one day, picking up that option is the right move because, of course. The Magic have done a very good job not setting any artificial timelines on Fultz. If you don't pick up that option, now there is an artificial timeline because at the end of the season, he becomes an unrestricted free agent. Not a restricted free agent, an unrestricted free agent. You have to get to the end of the contract to be be a restricted free agent. So if the goal is not to put any undue pressure on Fultz and you believe that Fultz is going to play, picking up this option is a no-brainer. What some people were hung up, though, when it came to to picking up this option on Fultz was the dollar amount. Remember, Marco Fultz was the number one overall pick. So he is paid like the number one overall pick. He's owed $9 million this coming year, and his salary will bump up to, I think, $12.3 or $12.2 million next year. And some people saw that number and were like, huh, you're really going to pay $10-plus million to a player that nobody knows when he's going to be healthy. And... 
has only played 33 games to this point and 33 kind of controversy-filled games, two controversy-filled seasons, good to Philadelphia 76ers and, you know, Sixers Twitter might be snickering a little bit at all this and, and, and you know, who knows if they're right, who knows if they're wrong. But this is also a move the Magic kind of had to make. When you look at the Magic's books, they're, they're pretty loaded up on salary. They've got long-term contracts to Nikola Vucevic to... Uh, Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier's got one more year left. Uh, it's got this year and then a player option for next year. Really the only two key players that are not going to be on this roster for the 2021 season are DJ Augustine, who will be a free agent this summer, and Evan Fournier, who has a player option again for next season. When Fultz and Isaac become restricted free agents in 2021, this Magic roster, at least on paper right now, will look very much the same. The Magic aren't going to have much cap room to maneuver and go out and get new guys. Even though the salary cap is going to increase a little bit, the NBA is starting to project that number down. So there's actually going to be less cap room than a lot of people anticipate for what looks like a pretty big summer in 2021. And, and as I said during, during our episodes in July when I was previewing free agency, the Magic had to make their moves now because next year's free agency class doesn't look that good. 2020 is not a strong free agency class. It's not the summer to spend money. So there is no harm in tying up your books for the 2020 season because there isn't much to spend. Um, and, and I think that'll, you know, honestly, you know, as an aside, I think that'll bring up some interesting decisions for Evan Fournier depending on how he plays this season. So um, I think there, there, is, there, there is some intrigue there for the Orlando Magic when it comes to the 2020 offseason. And so... With the Magic recommitting to their roster this summer, it makes sense that they recommit to their young guys because as important as Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross and Ken Birch uh, are to this team and their future, Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba, and Marco Fultz are equally, if not more, important to this team's future and their future growth. But committing to Marco Fultz in this way does signal something else. It's, it's easy to believe in Markel Fultz, but you take that with the other moves the Magic made, and now you start to see a little bit of the risk. Orlando's current point guard rotation is DJ Augustine, Michael Carter-Williams, Markel Fultz, and two-way contract player Josh Majet. That is probably not a group that most would say is strong. It's not a group that I think a lot of pundits, a lot of people, and I'll even include myself, that's not the best point guard group. But Marco Fultz is the ultimate wild card here. If he can play, if he can be a, a useful NBA player, whether it's off the bench or starting, then it's a little bit more stable, for sure. If he's unable to play, then the Magic are one injury to the wrong person from catastrophe. I would argue that the Magic's weakest position depth-wise is point guard. DJ Augustine is a fine player. I think the Magic are very comfortable with him starting, but I think we all understand his flaws. Michael Carter-Williams had a nice run to the end of the season, but he's had his ups and downs throughout his career. And, and he's had health issues as well. He said he's, been, he's had some health issues throughout his career. 
not having Markel Fultz there or having a productive Markel Fultz there hurts this team. And so the magic committing to him does show that they believe Markel Fultz can contribute to this team. They believe Markel Fultz will be a factor when push comes to shove for this team. Maybe not an all-star factor. I'm not speaking to the potential, but they believe that he will be on the floor, that he will be able to contribute, and he will be able to support this team in some role. I don't know what that role is, but it will be in some role. And that's what this really comes down to. At the end of the day, picking up Marco Fultz's 2020 option, 2021 option, says says the Orlando Magic that we believe Fultz will play and will contribute to this team in the next two years. For the next two years. Because they have no avenue and really no options if that fails. And they acquired Fultz. They've had, as Jeff Weltman says, their arms around him for a few months now. Why wouldn't they believe it? If they didn't believe it, they'd probably do something about it. But the bottom line is nobody outside of the Magic organization really knows where Marco Fultz is at. Nobody knows how close he is to playing. Anything I say would be pure speculation. I have my instincts, my inferences, and my gut feelings about it, but nobody really knows where Markel Fultz stands. And we may not even find out at media day next week. We may not find out at the beginning of training camp. We'll see. We'll see if he is there. We'll see if he is practicing. We'll see what his status is because at some point the Magic have to address it. But I do agree with the Magic's approach that they are right to go let Fultz go through his process and get himself right because that's ultimately who matters and what matters. We got two weeks to go till training camp and we finally answer some, some of these questions. Before we get back to our conversation with Adam Papa Giorgio, I want to tell you a little bit about Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. And I'm in pajamas right now, so it probably is. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code locked on. That's MacWeldon.com. Enter promo code locked on for 20% off. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life, homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Um, let's let's turn our attention to, to this year's team, because I, I have you here. I want to get your thoughts uh, on, on this year's group. Um, 
coming off of last year, making the playoffs, which was which was nice and, and fun. Um, I think the big question everyone has now that the Magic have essentially brought everyone back is, can they do it again? Um, you know, is do you, do you see this team taking another step, or are they going to kind of be what they were last year in some respects? So I do have them taking a jump. Um, I talk about this on the Penny and Pops podcast, but um, right now, so every season you are a part of this. Uh, I do a, a game-by-game win-loss prediction for the Magic every season. I did one a little bit earlier. It's not my final, final one until we get through preseason because, you know, injuries or trades or stuff could happen or whatnot. But I have this Magic team winning, uh, going 49-33 and 33 the upcoming season. Oh, wow, season. man, that's, that, is, that, is, that is a jump. <laughs> Hey, last year I only had them winning 37, and they won 42. Yeah, hey. It's the first time in like 10 years the Magic went above I, I my prediction. I mean, so. and and you're you're always on the. I mean, don't, I, I I you're on, you're on an the optimist, optimist side. And optimist. I I was I think I I had them at 35 last year. So I mean, but yeah, I, what what do you think? So then, if if you have them making that sizable a jump, what is the difference for this team to to make that kind of a leap? What 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 has to happen for them to hit that mark? So I think a lot of it is continuity. I mean, you're bringing all these guys back. I think the Magic have the most uh, minutes from last postseason, or maybe even last regular season, coming back um, in the Eastern Conference. I think they're second in the NBA, only behind either. I think Denver. Yeah, I think Denver. So that's continuity right there. They're used to the coaching staff now. They have a whole off season where. You know, they're already familiar with what the coaching staff runs. And I just think from a depth perspective, they're way better. You know, people may not, you know, people like to focus on the 22 to 9 run to end last season. But the Magic lost a lot of games at the start of the season because they had guys like Jonathan Simmons and Jaron Grant getting the ball and getting minutes that now the Magic are getting upgrades at those positions. Um, a lot's going to, a lot's going to depend on, well, Look, if the Magic can stay healthy, that'd be great. I think last season the Magic will admit wholeheartedly that they were very fortunate to be as healthy as they were, and I think that's why they made a, sign, a signing like bringing in Al Farouk Amino because they're kind of hedging themselves a little bit. Um, I mean, it's great that they brought in Amino because he's a fantastic defender. He had a great run with Portland. He might have lost his shooting confidence during that postseason run with Portland, but, um, I mean, you're bringing a guy that, I mean, Sports Illustrated just came out with those top 100 rankings, and Al Farouk Aminu's like 84 on they that. Have ahead, they have him ahead of Terrence Ross, which I think is crazy. Yeah, T. Ross being a 99 is 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 terrible. He needs to be higher, or Aminu needs to be lower. I don't know. And, but, and I'll say, I mean, and I'll say this: like, I haven't watched a lot. I didn't watch a lot of Al Farouk Aminu until the World Cup with Nigeria, and like you typically think, uh, you know, playing for. Uh, de- more developing basketball program like Nigeria, they're going to rely heavily on their st- on their NBA player, and they got a few other NBA players. But Aminu really played like he'll play with Orlando. He wasn't like on the ball a lot. He he's did. not like scoring a ton. Like he'll have scoring bursts, but he's not really scoring a ton. He's just a guy that does a lot of little things. He's always in the right spot. He doesn't doesn't play really outside of himself. And and I lo- I look at that signing now. I'm like. They made that signing thinking about the playoffs. Like he, he may not like he's a high level backup. He should be a starter probably, but they're thinking they're thinking ahead that they're going to need a guy like him in the playoffs. Like, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see them go small on occasion with like Aminu, Isaac, and Gordon all on the floor together. If if if, if guys, take oh absolutely, I mean, magic. The magic can have a ridiculous closing defensive lineup, 
You know, I'm not even factoring like Bombo or Burst. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Like the bonuses now are you have Mo Bamba and Markel Fultz, and Markel Fultz is the ultimate wild card, which I do think I and again No, being this the is this is a Fultz optimism zone. I, I I think Fultz is going to play preseason games. I do. I think it's going to happen. I, I think. I, I, I think. Really I agree. I think he. I, I don't know if he'll play every preseason game. I don't think he'll play that Philadelphia. Game. Oh no, he's not going to play that sixer um, game. I'll tell you right now, he's not. Uh, that but game. I, 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 I believe that Fultz will be ready for camp. I have no information to say that he will be. I, I've always been of the belief, and, and from everything, from just reading between the lines and just making inferences. That if the Magic went up to Markel Fultz tomorrow and said, we need you to play a basketball game, he is healthy enough to play a basketball game. With rust and, and all that stuff, but he could play bas- he could play a basketball game tomorrow. In my opinion, I, from, what I understand, from what I think, he could play a basketball game tomorrow. The idea, though, is they want him to be able to play a basketball game tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And that's the question still with Fultz yeah. is, can he play basketball for the next week without feeling any pain. And I think that's the ultimate question that, that has to be answered about Fultz. Um, yeah. On that depth point, though, I think the improved depth of this roster is going to be a huge bet plus for this team. Um, I did my player outlook on Wessa Wundu today on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and I love Wessa Wundu. I mean, we're not, we're not even really yeah. talking about him and what he can be because um, he, to me, if he can continue developing his three-point shot and gaining confidence in his three-point shot is the like prototypical 3 and D guy. He's a great defender. Uh, the, really, the only thing missing is just you have to, he has to have a three-point shot that defenses can respect. To me, he's the guy that's going to get pinched out of the rotation because Al Farouk Aminu is there. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I, I was supremely uh, impressed by Wandu's you know, season last season. He went from, I thought he could have easily been cut after this past training camp or he, you know, he, he went in going, needing to have a great training camp, a great preseason. And he did all that. And he was one of the few guys that actually had it played decent in the playoffs. Like his percentages, if not, if they didn't go up, they were I mean, even his, with what his he was percentages shooting. Weren't great. He, he, was, he, he shot, he shot 33%. He was improving his on three point. Shot, point. I don't know about, I can't recall the twos, but three point percentage was pretty yeah. decent. And I, I mean, thought. I think it, it's garbage. I mean, I think, too. I think count, the issue I mean, is the, from a from a regular season, I think the yeah. issue with the one dude sorry, is, sorry, is still go. just confidence. Like there were open three pointers that he yeah. passed up because he didn't feel comfortable shooting them, and that's okay. But at the same time, he's got to be willing to take you know he's got to take those shots without thinking, and that's kind of the next step I think for him. Yeah, I, it's it's all it's a matter now of I think you're right. I think Wandu right now, and I mean he's coming up on a on a contract season now is is going to lose some minutes possibly because, I mean the Magic are are stacked in the front court and I mean Wandu is it should be playing small forward you know and look my view has always been that Aaron Gordon is the offensive uh, power forward defensive small forward and Jonathan Isaac is the offensive small forward defensive power forward and because Aaron Gordon played a lot with that second unit. I think that's where you, you're, now that you slot in Al Farouk Aminu, and I think you're right, I think Wandu might lose minutes, unless something happens at shooting guard where the Magic are probably the thinnest because it's basically Fournier and Ross 
and we're not even factoring in guys like Melvin Frazier or uh, or uh, Chuma Okiki, who I think Okiki's going to be more I, of like I, a, I think, a small I think. I mean, I think Okiki's ultimately a small forward, but uh, at this point, I'm assuming they're redshirting him, and he's going to spend the year in Lakeland. Um, yeah, no, I'm um, with you. The, I mean, that's what the, it looks like, and I, that's why they yeah. picked him because they they realize that they're already crowded at at, at um, the forward the biggest, position. The biggest concern I have for this roster. Um, is the point guard position um, just because I, I mean I'm a Fultz optimist too, but let's say Fultz can't go for whatever reason or, or Fultz you have to wait a little yeah. bit longer on Fultz. That means you're relying on DJ Augustine Fair. and Michael Carter Williams again. You know Augustine is mm-hmm. is solid and consistent, um, but it's, it's the health if, issue if, if any it one is. of those guys go down, all of a sudden you're relying on Josh Majette to step to step in, and and Majette's not. Bad, but I don't think you want to step. You you don't want to rely on him for long stretches of time. I mean, is anything you're seeing from the World no. Cup making you think Fournier could man some point guard minutes for a little while and they could get a little creative with the lineup? I mean, I think you can share some of the ball handling between Fournier and Gordon if you have to. Um, that's something that I wouldn't prefer to do in long spurts, but for two three minutes, you know, stints, I can see Fournier and and Aaron Gordon kind of swapping ball handling duties. Um, but no, I, I I'm look, I I'm I'm with you on the point guard thing. I do think though, from a, I'm a little worried more about the shooting guard depth, just because if one of Fournier or Ross goes down, then then you got to move some guys around a little bit um, out of their positions. Maybe you got to play a one a one do at, at shooting guard, which Maybe it's not a big deal or not, but um, I think Fournier, though, p- p- playing so well for France, ha- should have Magic fans really excited because he's he's essentially in a contract season coming up. I know he's got a if, player option, but I'm sure he'd like to play beyond if, uh, if, just having if the If I'm Evan option. Fournier and I come out this year and shoot, you know, 40% from three, you know, flirt with 20 points, you know, have a couple 30-point games— if I'm Evan Fournier with this free agent mar- free agent class, I think about opting out. I I, I think I think Evan oh, Fournier yeah. should treat this like a contract year, and I think the Magic should think that this could be a contract year because the free agent class in 2020 is not good. Evan Fournier could enter that Sparse. market if Evan Fournier has a good season, and I think he will return to the mean at the very least. He had a by all accounts, uh, you know, by Evan Fournier's own admission, he had a bad season last year. Um, this is worst season in a Magic jersey, yeah. I thought, it, because he didn't have he didn't have that one two month stretch or month and a half stretch where he was averaging like twenty five points per game. His Never really got role that. for this team is to be able to make shots, and that was the one thing he could not do all season. And in the playoffs, it was a big issue because he couldn't hit shots, and Danny Green was just killing him yeah. on both ends. It, it was bad. It yeah. got rough. I mean, I, I was I. I'm on the record. I wanted to see Wandu take up some of his minutes because Fournier yeah. just couldn't hang. So, um, yeah, it's from an look. Augustine was fantastic. I Augustine, I never thought he could have been as great as he was last season. I think he can do it again. It's just how much longer can you rely history, on history? And it's it's tough when you have a point guard now in his 30s. When you have undersized point guards, I mean, we've seen it with some great point guards. We've seen it with just some even, you know, above average point guards. Once you hit your early 30s, just injuries start happening. And I will be stunned again if Augustine plays 80 games. I hope he does. That's great. Um, I mean, Michael Carter-Williams, the, the spark that he brought last season, as much as I love Isaiah Briscoe, I don't know if, if he could have done what 
uh, MCW did for some of those games when you needed a, a, a tall, large, lengthy guy who could bring that energy and just and and was fighting for his NBA career. You know, my, MCW was fighting for his NBA career, and I'm actually a little bit surprised he didn't get a, a higher contract offer anywhere else. Maybe he just likes playing very much for this Magic team and this Clifford staff, which awesome. Same thing with Kem Birch. I can't believe we brought Kem Birch back. I can't believe I can't believe Kem Kem's back either. Because where's where are his minutes come? I mean, the Magic on that depth point. The Magic legitimately have twelve rotation guys yeah. on their roster. I mean, I mean, if you include Markel Fultz and Mo Bamba, who are rookies that should be playing, um, they have twelve guys who should be on NBA who should be in NBA rotations, not merely on NBA rosters in Absolutely. NBA rotations. Um, and that's that's a luxury that I think the Magic are going to ha- have to take advantage of because I don't think they'll have in- as much injury luck this year. I mean, the craziest stat to me from, or the craziest, craziest fact from the Magic season last year, their top mm-hmm. six guys. So DJ Augustine, Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, Nikola Vucevic, and Terrence Ross all played at least yeah, it's 76 massive. games. It's immense. It's, Maybe we it's should insane. give uh, Dave Tenney and his staff a huge amount of credit for that, but... Uh... We should. They're the they're the real underappreciated ones. They're 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 top of the list. At, yeah, because I mean, you and I you and I have seen um, some bad uh, Magic athletic staffs in the in the day, and, and so this so yeah. far this is going pretty great so far with this with this group. But going so back far. to B- Bomba and Folds, that's the other thing why I'm very optimistic about not just the depth but just the talent level coming up with guys either coming uh you know coming off the bench or Folds's case if we're talking like. Really, really high, uh, impressive levels. He could maybe challenge Augustine for the starting job, but that won't happen until you know further. Karan Butler says it's going to happen in training camp. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. About. I man, I, I hope that's true. But that's the other thing, though. When you have guys like Birch and and Michael Carter Williams competing and basically being the backups that they were last season, because I mean the Magic. Let's be honest, the Magic got way better once. You know, Mo Bamba stepped aside, you know, this injury, and, and Kem yep. took his minutes. So if Mo wants his minutes back, and if Fultz wants minutes, he they have to fight off Bucevic. They have to fight off Birch. They have to fight off Augustine. And Clifford, Clifford is w, not going to hand any but, minutes. Um, I mean, this isn't like when the Magic were tanking and, you know, we saw Victor Oladipo getting point guard minutes and, like, Alfred not paid not being challenged. Like, these young guys now, if you want minutes, like Isaac learned this the hard way too. If you want minutes, you have to compete for them, and you have to actually earn them. It's Steve Clifford taking the Stan Van Gundy approach, and I think that this is this is fantastic. And I know there's Magic fans out there complaining about, oh, we have you know the number six draft pick out here not getting minutes and whatnot, but we've seen that the Magic have in place what what they you know what they want what they're it's already spinning in their minds and it's already being laid out here on the table where they will they want their youth to succeed but it's not going to be handed to them and for a team's culture for a team to improve and get to like i said you know i'm hoping they they win 49 games which i very well think they can which that would put them probably around fourth or third seed which i think that's even though people may think it's very optimistic seeing what this team did last season. It's not impossible. It, it's very, it's very, very possible, I think, because I don't think that 22-9 and nine finish was a fluke. And this team's just going to get better because even though they didn't make these crazy signings, and I know 60% of the league changed you know, during the summer, 
because the Magic have this continuity, because they have guys that are improving. I mean, look at Fournier. He came, he came off a subpar year. He could raise him, himself. You know, you have Isaac that's only going to get better. I think Aaron Gordon, this could be his all-star season coming up. I think Aaron Gordon, is who I've always thought could very well be a modern-day Sean Marion, this is his 24-year-old all-star game season. I think I really think he's got a chance to do it. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about Aaron because because I personally think this is a huge year for Aaron. It Gordon. is. I, I think. I mean, I think. I think. I, I, I'm an. I'm a guy that believes that Aaron Gordon can be an all-star caliber player too. Um, I've seen that in him. I would, even though his scoring went down last year, I thought last year was Aaron Gordon's best season by far in his career. It was. He was just so much more mature, composed, and more well-rounded. And by the time the playoffs came around, I was just begging him take over this game, please. Like, and, and I think he, I think game he four did. he did, and and that was, and and now that that's when you really begin to see like, okay, he can, he has that in him. He just you know needs to. I think he's still learning how to balance balance you know being a good teammate with being a a a, a leader offensively. Yeah. Um, and I I, I just I, I just think that this is the kind of make or break year for Aaron Gordon. If Aaron Gordon's ever going to be an this all-star, it. it has to it has to happen now. I, I mean, it, he's got the big contract, obviously, but the Magic have so many other things cooking in the fires that if Aaron Gordon wants to be a central figure to that, it has to be now. I'm with you, and look, you, you said it, but I mean, Aaron Gordon, from a points per game perspective, you know, those numbers drop, but I mean, his efficiency was way better. His, his, his actual... Just watching him in a game, he took less, lesser, like crazy. What are you doing? Type of shots. He dribbled, he dribbled much, much less. less. He he defended, I think, as about as well as as I've seen him defend. And he still try. And he figured he slowly, quickly, he quickly figured out that defensive partnership between him and Isaac. I think people were arguing that those two yeah. couldn't be on the floor together. And we went from that argument back in like November, December to. By the time March, April came, it's like, oh yeah, no, these these two are great. Yeah, let's keep them on the court, and you still have a sense. Let's 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 get let's get the national media on board with with, with that because I, I still get so many like national people who are just like, oh, Gordon no, and Isaac can't crap. play together. I'm like, yeah, they can, and 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 even if they can't, it's still far too early in the experiment to 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 say no, they can't. Like there there's enough evidence to suggest like, huh, maybe they can. So let's. Let's let it play but out. Aaron, a bit. and feel free to disagree, but I think Aaron by far was the Magic's best playoff performer in that Raptors series. He was one. He oh, was one far. of the few guys that actually raised all like his percentages in the playoffs compared to the regular. Season. Um, you, do, do you want to do you want to know my my fun my fun playoff fact? Kawhi Leonard's lowest scoring average in the NBA playoffs came. Oh yeah, I know this. I Magic. know this. Granted, granted, twenty-seven points per game isn't great defense. But I would, I would tell, I would, argue, I, I would still argue, Aaron Gordon played the best defense on Kawhi Leonard in the entire postseason. Um, I thought that Kawhi Leonard just hit some unreal shots, but Gordon made him work for everything. And and you know, I think, I think that playoff series, um, you know, judging by how many abs Aaron Gordon has added <laughs> yes. this summer, um, I think that playoff series really taught Aaron that I have to be better. Also. <laughs> Like I think, I think Kawhi kind of taught him that there is that you do have to have another level, and that game four especially, I think we we saw Gordon begin to take the reins yep. a little bit more, and, and I think that's something that I want to see continue. Like 
Yes, the Magic just gave a huge contract to Nikola Vucevic, and Nikola Vucevic is still going to be incredibly important for this Magic team moving forward. I think that Aaron Gordon has to be the team's all-star this year if they want to take the leap that you're you're Yeah, no, I think, I mean, Vooch can definitely be an all-star. He just doesn't have to average 20. I think it can be like 18 and 10 and still and still be an all-star potentially. But I'm with you. I think, I, I think uh, you know, Vooch is still, it can be maybe more, he could do what Aaron Gordon did this past season and be maybe even more efficient, you know, and let Aaron take more of the scoring reins or just have a bit more of, of the of the offense uh, in his hands a little bit maybe. But although, look, man, Vooch is a very underrated passer. That's why Clifford running the a lot of the offense through Vooch worked. And so I don't think that's going to stop. I do think Vooch's uh, scoring per, uh, scoring points per game might drop a little bit, but maybe stuff like assists will go up because you have guys like Isaac and Aaron kind of doing a little bit more going to the basket or whatnot or being open and actually hitting more open shots. So we'll see on that. Um I, I was yeah. going to bring up another point, but yeah, I, well, I it, it escaped my mind at, for the moment. So, uh, yeah, you can continue. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games four, five, and six in the NBA finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Yeah, well, I was, I was going to say, uh, um, you know, we're, we're just now nearly two weeks away from the opening of training camp, so we're we're eager to, to get this thing going. And, and I think, I think, you know, obviously the playoffs bring a ton of excitement and attention, but, but there, there is a real buzz and eagerness for this season to start because, you know, I, I think the big question facing this magic team about last year, and it's, it's a question that's wrapped up. It's a, it's a question that wraps up the internal growth of, of Jonathan Isaac and, Aaron Gordon, along with the rookies, Mobamba, and I call Markel Fultz a rookie. He's, I'm treating him like a rookie this coming season. Uh, and Markel Fultz is, was what we saw last year a sort of flash in the pan and the peak of what this team can be? Or is it just the beginning of, of something bigger? Now, is that bigger a championship? Is that bigger getting out of the first round? Who knows? At I think point, for this season, I think for this, this season, it's going to be get past this first round, get get a higher than the seventh seed, and get and if you don't, it, it, even if even if I, it's not hosting playoff games uh, as a four seed, maybe getting a fifth seed or even a sixth seed and taking a first round series because the East is I, wide I open. Think, I, I still I think, think the East is very wide open because I think is. Milwaukee got a little bit worse, and I think that. Um, you know, if people were looking at Philadelphia, but Philly's got a lot to prove. And when you lose your go-to guy Philly. in Jimmy Butler, I know they got a little bit better in the certain thing, aspects. The then thing, I, it's still who's going to be thing, closing for them. The thing, the thing. I mean, the thing that worries me about Philadelphia is 
I don't think people realize how important JJ Redick was. Oh yeah, no, you got Josh Richardson now. And and I think what I mean they they're loaded defensively now. Um, and and that was something that they lost last year. I mean their their defensive slippage last year is probably the reason why they didn't get past Toronto because because they just weren't a consistent defensive team all year. Um, but I'm I'm worried that their offense just isn't going to be there because they 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 won't have this they don't have the same weapons. Um, that they got some talented guys, no doubt. But when it comes to playoffs. I'm I'm worried that they're going to be way too one dimensional in a way that they they weren't with Reddick. No, I'm 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 with you. And who knows? Maybe this is the the season. Al Horford finally the injuries kind of pile up. And oh, speaking of injuries, that's what I kind of want to mention because you know we're praising Aaron Gordon's defense or supposed defense on Kawhi Leonard. I would argue that Kawhi Leonard was his most healthiest during the Magic series. And as the postseason pro, you know prolonged for them, even in the second round, you see Kawhi Leonard was like limping around and whatnot. So, but. Yeah, and, and minus, minus. I mean, one of the reasons Kawhi Leonard's averages were so low because he had that game three where he had the flu <laughs> or, or had the, the stomach bug. But I, Gordon, I thought, I still I still think Gordon's defense oh, no, is yeah. ridiculously look, good on, the, on Kawhi. The other Kawhi thing, just a, Aaron just Gordon weird. getting snubbed from Team USA, I think is is a huge motivational factor in this I, because Team USA oh, yeah. is kicking themselves for not inviting that guy at this point. I, and and I and I and I joked about I joked about this um, a while just uh, just a few moments ago. Go take a look at at, uh, at photos of Aaron Gordon uh, recently uh, on his Instagram or, or wherever you can find them. He has added at least four abs. That's the number I, that I, I came he, up he with. Looks, I'm serious. Yeah, I, right. I know. I know. I know. I know. We're in muscle watch season, but <laughs> Aaron was already like a, a, a. I mean, not to ogle no, over, right. over no, he, yeah, people's bodies, a, but. But he is he he looks he looks yeah. in shape. No, the man's ready to to really have um, a huge season. I'm I'm with you on that. And and kind of and kind of building off that Team USA point, I, I think Team USA showed perhaps some of the limits of Kemba Walker, which I, I was not expecting to see. Um, the way that he struggled against France to kind of, I mean, Donovan Mitchell should have had the ball in his hands. We can argue that to the end of the day and end of the end of the day, but. Kemba Walker had the ball in his hands in key moments of that game, and he just did not rise up to that moment in a way that I expected him to. I expected him to be the one carrying Well, he had done team. it in previous games, and though. That's I the thing. Str- Mitchell was struggling yeah, for the majority true. of the tournament, and in that game, he was. when he, was. he caught fire, they really should have just kept going with him, and instead they stuck more with Kemba because Kemba was the guy that was, you know, he was the big reason why they didn't lose to Turkey in, in, in group play, you know, so... Um, That's also Turkey choking on the, at the free throw line was a big reason too. But anyway, um, yeah, it's that team USA team. And, and, when, and, when you have you a know, situation where you got to go up against Rudy Gobert and you have three centers in like Miles and, Turner and, and, MVP and like Mason Plumley and uh, and Brooke Lopez and Brooke Lopez was terrible in this in this tourney. But when you have those guys playing like twelve minutes and you're relying so much on small ball and Popovich got outcoached by uh, by France's coach Colet. I mean, they figured out that small Collet? ball stuff once yeah. once that third quarter uh, turnaround happened for the U.S. You know, France figured it out in the fourth when it mattered. So, um, I mean, I have my takes on uh, how, why uh, Americans incorrectly view the FIBA World Cup as not nearly as important as the Olympics when the majority of the world sees the uh, I, you know, 
sees the tournament I'm with you. not the World equal. Cup, the World then, Cup should be a bigger deal. Then the then the yeah the World Cup should be a bigger deal. And there's some rumblings that there could be some rule changes with the Olympics, where the FIBA World Cup will become kind of like what the FIFA World Cup is for soccer, as far as importance goes. So, but already yeah. the majority of yeah. the world views, if not the FIBA World Cup is equal to the Olympics, it it, it might be superior just because you have more tougher teams in in the world cup whereas the olympics is just teams i mean and, way, and the way they out. do qual and the way they do qualification and the way they do qualification now it, it feels like it's and i think they should change the way they do qualification oh no they should that's because i mean um, when you look at they, slovenia that won eurobasket in 2017 they didn't make it to the world cup because croatia yeah, not even in the this nba thing. guys couldn't play and you know th- that's yeah. why but but in t- in some respects like the argument for it, I guess, is it shows the depth of your program. Not from a schedule perspective, way, though, but that's it's your best. No, it's 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 a terrible it's terrible the way they the way they did qualification. Because for this even thing most was, of was the garbage. you know we it, talk about you know obviously none of the NBA guys could go because most of the FIBA World Cup qualifying was happening during the NBA season. But it's the same thing within Europe, the top league, Euro League. Like most of the Euro League guys couldn't play either because of stuff like that. So now you're reaching out to other parts of the world like China or. Uh, lower level leagues so depending that's where you really have to dig deep and unfortunately for countries like slovenia and croatia they just didn't have the depth so yeah yeah well we can all agree uh, evan fournier is the mvp of of the of the world cup and that 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 will do that that will do that um adam it's always great to talk magic basketball with you um we don't do it often enough we don't do it enough um we we it's always great to get your perspective on on teams, both current and past. Um, Adam, where can everyone find you if they, if they want to? So uh, you can follow me thoughts. on Twitter at Papa Giorgio MBO. It's very long, but uh, uh, or or better yet, you can just listen <laughs> to us uh, on the Penny and Pops podcast. We're on basically all uh, listening platforms. So uh, Phil, it's always a pleasure, my man. I miss you. I miss covering Magic games with you. But uh, I'm always available to have a chat with you whenever, and uh, this is fun. And you and you and I are up there uh, when it comes to the pantheon of magic knowledge. Uh, when it, so, yeah, we're, we're we're definitely up there. I mean, I think uh, outside outside of people who work for the team, but that's cheap. Um, they actually I, get I'm paid. I'm not for sure they're. <laughs> we're not on magic well, salary. We're not on magic. I mean, magic salary. Like like like, I mean, Alex Martins was there for all of it. Jeff Turner was literally yeah, there basically. for all of it. Like, I mean, I think those guys might have Dennis a little Smith, bit uh, on Dennis us. Dennis Newman, <laughs> uh, especially Dave Steele, of course. Dennis Newman, David Steele, so. yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> but outside of those guys, um, that's that's why we we turn to you, um, Adam. Thanks again for coming on the show. Hopefully, we'll have you again care, on buddy. again soon. And I want to thank Adam Papa Giorgio once again for coming on the show and talking a little Orlando Magic basketball with me over the last couple days. We, of course, talked today about the current team. You can go back in the archives to yesterday's episode and check out our episode talking about the most underappreciated players in Orlando Magic history. Some fun history discussion if you want to brush up on your Magic history. You can, of course, follow Adam Papa, Gior- Papa Giorgio on Twitter at Papa Giorgio, MBO. I will spell it out. P A P A G E O R. G-I-O-U-M-B-O, Papa Giorgio MBO on Twitter. And check out his podcast, The Penny and Pops Podcast. They do a great job covering the magic there 
as well. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, the Google Play app, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including our continuing player outlook series as we count down to training camp, check out orlandomagicdaily.com and follow us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.